TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Time now for WEEI Football Sunday with Fitzy and Hart. WEEI Football Sunday is co-sponsored by Zudi. Build any application your company needs in one week. Visit ZUDY.com for your free trial. By New England Recovery Center in Westboro, where recovery is possible. By your local New England Kubota tractor dealers. By Northeast Electrical, where pros need pros at needco.com. By Catches Law Group, the personal injury pros at catcheslaw.com. And by Anderson Windows and your local Anderson Windows dealer. Now, WEEI Football Sunday. It's hour number three of WEEI Football Sunday, a six-ring Sunday, if you will, with your old pals Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart at Fitzy GFY and at Jumbo Hart with you on at WEEI until 2.30. Of course, our coverage today on WEEI Football Sunday is brought to you by Wise Snacks because it's the football postseason winner go home and Boston Sports Original has all the news, all the takes, and all the games. And we've got all the snacks because WEEI's coverage of the NFL playoffs is sponsored by Wise Snacks. Just go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football Jerseys, Andy, back to the phones we go before we talk a little quarterback action in the coordinator scheme for the New England Patriots as one of the more interesting off-seasons in recent memory. Recent, excuse me, recent Nailed it. memory unfolds. Uh, down in Attleboro we go. Another one of those towns that you can spell B-O-R-O or B-O-R-O-U-G-H. Here's John who wants to weigh in on the Pats OC search. What's up, John? Hey, how are you? Hey, listen, I'm not here to argue. I'm just going to... Throw something out at you. Um, I'm guessing that Bill O'Brien coached Mac Jones in Alabama. Is that correct? That is uh, not real, sir. No. It wasn't. Okay. All right. I Because my thought was, if I thought he did, uh, and he would know Mac Jones' weaknesses and strengths, and he would build an offense around – what he had done and then after he after winning a championship in Alabama uh they would build an offense around that and 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 make it the way um that. And make it the way Matt Mack was most likely successful when he was the quarterback of the Crimson exactly. Tide. Yes, exactly. Yeah. exactly. And, exactly. And then go from there and, exactly. and start uh, 
with his weaknesses, his strengths, and then when they do the draft, okay, now we're going to need this, 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 and that to make it work. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it's just my thoughts on that. And I, I think Mac's a good quarterback. I think he's smart. I think he he can he can, he can do that. And I think Bill O'Brien could bring that uh, to the Patriots. All right. Thank you very much for the call, John. Um, Andy, how much how much do you think of what was successful for Mac Jones in the 2020 college season when they did win that national championship and he was an absolute baller, uh, of course, uh, you know, assisted by Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddell um, and the running back for uh, the Steelers, whose name evades me. Uh, Najee Harris. Najee Harris. Najee thank you very much. Um, how much of how much of what worked for Mac in 2020, what made Mac successful? Do you think Billy O'Brien will try to bring to the Patriots offense? If, and this is a grand supposition, if he is actually made the play caller, how much of what worked for Mac? Do you think Billy O'Brien will try to incorporate versus how much of what Billy O'Brien ran when he was the offensive coordinator to reasonable success, uh, a little over a decade ago here in Foxborough, uh, a good amount of both. And I think that's smart. So the caller was wrong in that, he didn't coach Mac at Alabama, but the theory remains sound. It's the system. Billy O has been running the system that Mac ran at Alabama. And I'm guessing when he was learning it two springs ago, he watched all of Mac's throws and watched the offense from the year before as he got a handle on what he was getting into leading said offense. So he knows mm-hmm. what Mac did well. He knows what Mac did during the national title run, even if he didn't coach it that year he knows the foundation of the alabama system he knows the foundation of the patriot system now he wasn't here last year when it was streamlined and the wheels fell off of it and it was a debacle so i don't know exactly how that will all come together but john's theory is accurate he's going to see what mac did well in year one in new england what mac did well in his one season as the national championship starter in alabama and he's going to meld those together like any coach is going to do that. Any good coach is going to do that. So I'd be stunned if Billy O'Brien doesn't. And that'll mean, as you know, the likes of, of Phil Perry and others have pointed out, RPOs, the play-action passing game, it won't be perfect because he doesn't have the weapons he had at Alabama. You just listed three first-round weapons that he mm-hmm. was playing with at first, Alabama. First round, and you saw Devonta Smith had a great game last night. A- I, you know, every, The focus is yes. on A.J. Brown. Um Dallas Goddard had a nice game as well, but yep. uh, Devonta six for who doesn't take six for sixty in a touchdown? That's like vintage Edelman, Hogan, or Amendola. Well, my ears perked up because everybody does think of AJ Brown, and he's a great receiver. He has t- helped take that offense to another level. My ears perked up when they said Devonte Smith, who caught more balls than any Eagle in history this season, and you go, huh? Didn't really like all the attention was going to AJ Brown. Devonte Smith is a great receiver in Philadelphia, not just a great theory of receiver, productive receiver. So yes, talent will be part of it that he is lacking, and they'll be augmenting, or we can get into that later. How much talent, where they need talent, all those things. Um, but Billy O would definitely be looking to replicate Mac's past successes as he moves forward. Wait, Devonta Smith with 136 targets this year, 95 receptions. Wow, 1,200 yards and seven touchdowns. The Slim Reaper had himself a season. Not a bad 95 receptions is the most in Philadelphia Eagles history. That's I didn't check it. That's what the guy said on the broadcast yesterday. Uh, that guy, the play-by-play guy, who I've never heard of before, who was Joe Davis. Oh, he does a good job. You know who else does a good job? 
Who's that? Moose. Moose is a very good analyst. Yeah, Darryl and Johnston. Moose also now has reached the. He looks like any possible, like any Texas Republican I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Face. He showed but up, he, and I was like, "Is he going to sell me a car, or is he going to call a game?" It's you funny because I mean? all these I mean, network he's a politician, like he just looks like Moose, a handsome gentleman, but he sort of looks like, "Hi, I'm Daryl Johnston from Daryl Johnston Ford Truck and Motors." All these networks think you have to get a quarterback to do the job. Yeah, the fullback is doing a damn good job. So a little more fullbacks, love for the fullbacks by and large, might go a long make way. good coaches, good broadcasters, et cetera. And I think good Joe everything. Davis is one of the better young play-by-play voices. He looks like he's about 30, but he's got like the voice of a, like an experienced 50-year-old. He's no Kevin Harlan, but... Um, no, I thought he was fine. I just couldn't... Good job. The first time I saw his name on the broadcast was the first time I saw his name. I've never heard of the guy before. That's amazing. Wow, that's amazing. 95 receptions, yeah. Uh, I, he, he does a great job. But yeah, that's... That's the thing, like, Mac Jones, good quarterback, yes, but my God, was he surrounded by talent. I mean, and yeah. he didn't even have Waddle the full season, but still, like, um, yeah, that was an impressive 2020. And, you know, he was great with the short passes as well, so you'd think he would actually like the quick game a little bit more, but obviously he wants his 50-50 shots as well. Uh, well I think he'd like the quick Bill game O'Brien. more if he had guys capable, as Curran said, of enacting the quick game. He doesn't Thank have you. any quick game athletes. That's a athletes. good point. Andy, very good point. We didn't make much of in the second hour when Tom Curran joined us saying, I asked him roster priorities for the Patriots building in 2023 towards the season. And he said tackles, which I think both of us agree on. He said, re-sign Connor McDermott as your swing tackle ASAP because he did a, a capable job. Not a bad assessment, but I love the fact. I love that Tom said, you've got to get a quick guy. You need a legitimate third down back. We haven't had one now since James White uh, in 2020. Right. Like, he, and, he gets injured in 2021, 2022, they try to go, time, he retires. They go with Ty Montgomery. He gets hurt in the first game. So they li- literally haven't had a viable third down receiving back, a staple of the Patriots offense for almost three years now. And he's right in that I like what Ramondre Stevenson is. Doesn't mean he's the same as what they've had. He did a really nice job in that role, but it's a different role. And we also touched on with him, and I, I kind of agree with him here. And you know I've said this to you a million times on the, the Six Rings podcast. I think the Marcus Jones slot corner is the weakness of his game. I mm-hmm. am intrigued by the idea of Marcus Jones becoming a full-time offensive player and maybe that third-down back hybrid role, whatever you could turn him into. And you do that. I bet you uh, Mac Jones felt pretty good about the, was it a 48-yard? A uh, little screen catch and run touchdown that Marcus Jones had. I bet you Mac Jones was okay with the short passing game on that play. Bet you he'd be even more okay with it if that happened with more regularity. And I think Marcus Jones could bring that. I feel like you could probably find somebody that can play corner eighty percent as well as Marcus Jones would. I don't think there are many people that can play with the kind of speed that he has that you'll find. I don't think He's you'll special. find eighty percent of what he can do in the return game and the quote unquote quick game. That might be. There's your next, uh, you know, Dola. There's your next Edelman. There's your slot yep. guy. There's your Twitch. If you lose Myers, there you go. He's right there. Yeah, I think he has but proven. He was an all-pro returner. Marcus Jones is special with the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's special preventing others from getting the ball in their hands. I don't see anything defensively that leads me to believe he's a special slot corner or a cover guy. So I would tend to trend. And you're always going to have him as, you know, if he's your punt returner, your third down back slash slot receiver, He's always available in an emergency to be your slot corner. I don't think he'll lose that ability, but 
I think he should focus on having the ball in his hands, and I think that would benefit the Patriots because they need playmakers, and they're going to need playmakers moving forward. So I'm intrigued by that idea. And Troy Brown taught us that if you need someone in a pinch, you can always reach for your slot receiver, and you can put him yep. in the secondary. And guess what? They'll do more than a capable job. Hell, even Edelman played a decent cornerback safety in 2011 when they were put in a pinch. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. Danny, Paul, Jesse, Ron, I see you guys all lined up to talk Patriots quarterbacks, OCs, and more. We will get to you on the other side, but first, we got to catch you up on everything going on in the wide world of sports. Here's Ethan. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Trending now at WEI and WEI.com. The first half of the NFL Divisional Round in the books as the Chiefs punch their ticket to a fifth straight AFC Championship game. Patrick Mahomes going down with an ankle injury, had to miss a series. They had some x-rays done on him during the game. They came back as negative, but he is having an MRI today to have it looked at further and see what the severity of that ankle injury is. The Eagles stomped down on the Giants 38-7 as Philadelphia made quick work of their division rivals. They'll be hosting the NFC Championship game next Sunday against the winner of today's matchup between the Cowboys and 49ers. You can catch both of those games, uh, those two games, excuse me, remaining here right on WEI or on the free Odyssey app. Coverage for those games begin at 2.30 p.m. with kickoff for the Bengals at Bills set for 3 o'clock and the Cowboys at 49ers set for 6.30 this afternoon. Celtics bench stepping up last night without Jason Tatum in the game with a big win at a score of 106-104 to over the Toronto Raptors. Grant Williams finished the game with a career-high 25 points. Marcus Smart and Rob Williams both went down in the second half, but they are expected to be okay, so some good news there. They do play again tomorrow night in Orlando against the Magic. Tip-off for that game is set for 7 p.m. And your Bruins today are hosting the San San Jose Sharks. Puck drop for that game is set for 7 p.m as well it's the football postseason winner go home and the boston sports original has all the news all the takes and all the games weei's coverage of the nfl playoffs is sponsored by wise snacks go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of a hundred authentic pro football jerseys i'm Ethan sadulu and that's what's trending here at weei and weei.com tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. We're back with WEEI Football Sunday, and Fitzy and Hart are back with you, the good callers of WEEI and the people that make Pat's Nation go round. One of our favorites, of course, back to the South Shore from whence I came and will always love. Here's Danny and Quincy. Good morning. Well, good afternoon, Danny. How are you? Yes. Hey, uh, one postmortem on last night's game. I, 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 you know, I thought Matt Patricia flew in and started calling the plays for Jacksonville because 
They were moving the football up and down the field, both passing mm-hmm. and with the running game. They were carving them up on the running game. And then they started going sideways with the stupid sideways passes. And, and they lost so many possessions, so many plays with those calls, man. I just And I, I thought they should have kicked the field goal. 57-yarder, it would have been tough. Um, they ended up pinning him back. And then you got the, Henny, the drive that Henny performed on his arm. That proves once again that football is a team sport. We all agree with that, right? That, oh, that's indeed. what you brought up and mentioned. What's that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Travis Kelsey, Pacheco, um, Smith-Schuster, Valdez-Scantling. Like, that was an equal contribution effort by the Kansas City offense yesterday. It wasn't yeah. just the Patrick Mahomes show. I think yeah, that was um, to uh, what Andy said earlier about yeah. Andy Reid. That was his best play calling and coaching on display last night. And I couldn't agree with you more. And, and one other thing, Danny how the Jacksonville Jaguars resembled the Patriots yesterday. A huge fumble by Agnew to basically kill the Jaguars' attempt. He just dropped the ball at the five-yard line, for God's sake. I mean, but the play call, and I've seen a lot of that sideways stuff, not just from, obviously, the Patriots with Matt Patricia, but I've watched a lot of football this year, even in the playoffs. Every team throws that stupid. Dallas was Mm -hmm. doing it last week against Tampa Bay. They They were trying it. And I don't know, understand if it's just a, a thing with coaching. They have to do it in uh, north and south. I want to see up and down the field, north and south. Anyway, that's just one, you know, sidebar, what I wanted to call him. But, I, you know, I, I, I got to agree with Steve from Fall River on one thing. How do we know how good or bad Gerard Mayo is as a, as a defensive coach? How do we know that? We don't. We've got, there's got to be some. There's got to be some trust. We have to trust that they trust him. If they trust no, him, Danny, no, they must trust him for a reason. Bad. But I hear people well, putting the guy in the in, in the Hall of Fame, and, and I don't know who. Stephen Belichick's calling the plays for the most part, right? Correct. Okay, and, and without the defense to play, I thought the defense played well. They 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 were the only reason the Patriots had a sniff to get in the playoffs this year was because of their defense. Uh, we that all agree on that, correct? Well, that and the schedule that you played backup quarterbacks. Well, forget I mean, the that's schedule. The defense play. played well. They were the strength of the team this year. Okay, against backup quarterbacks. But, yes, that's true. Okay. So there's always a reason. I mean, there's, there's always a Tom there's Brady facts. made the playoffs with an 8-9 re- season because his defense, for the most part, during the season, they had some hiccups, kept giving him the ball back and giving the guy chances to, 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 to score. I watched every game they played. So there's always a reason right. for one. But the defense played well. You've got to admit, scoring, scoring touchdowns on defense, stopping drives, they had hiccups, they let up some big plays. Every team does. Every team gives up big plays in a game. The best do. So I, so I know. But Stephen Belichick doesn't get any credit at all. Mayo gets what? all the credit. And Excuse I don't me? know who the hell is doing whoa, whoa, what. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you watch the season finale against Buffalo? Tony Romo needed to get a room with Steve Belichick. He could not stop talking <laughs> okay, about well, Steve talking Belichick. About to- Tony, I, I don't listen. I turn borderline the sound down and listen to the game on the ra- on the radio. When well, if on, you I ignore it, it, then you're never going to hear it. Like that's typical. Well, I know, of, but you're, of, so, you're talking about one bubblehead on the on the on TV. I, I'm talking who's about broadcasting to 20 million people. Steve, you still there? Yeah, I, I am. No, we didn't. No, you didn't hang up. Okay. No. Um, we'll let you wrap it up, but we didn't hang it up. No, no. I mean, just Stephen Belichick, uh, he didn't get any credit. The defense played well. And the other guy, and I love Troy Brown, I, I, it's sacrilege to say anything bad about Troy Brown. Hall of Famer in my eyes. His receiving core, how many times did they run into each other? 
Mm-hmm. Where, they were on the same side mm-hmm. of the field. The receivers did not play up to their part. We all agree on that. Troy Brown's the receivers coach. Am I right? Correct. You are absolutely correct, Danny, and I appreciate the call. Ver- I'm sorry, Danny. I got to let you go. I got to load the phones. Off, I, I got to get. Well, no. It, the, here's the thing: the receivers did they play up to par, up to snuff, up to their potential? No. Uh, were they likely frustrated with the offense? Yes. Did they have a quarterback for the majority of the season that was healthy, that was comfortable in the offensive scheme, that could deliver the ball in a timely manner behind a mammoth offensive line that protected him on every play? Hell no. Uh, did their routes sometimes lead them to run into each other? Did they not open up in time given the protection uh, or against the defenses that they were going against because, sadly, your coordinator had never really called plays before? Of course, these are the facts. So uh, everybody, everybody except for maybe one or two players on that offense, deserves a mulligan, deserves a breakfast ball, and deserves a redo next year. We're not bringing Aguilar back. There's probably going to be turnover on the offensive line, but by and large, you're going to see a very similar offense next year, hopefully with one or two significant additions, which will better them, and of course, an actual play caller who's done this before. That's, I mean, I, you, you can't get much deeper on that. You can't change things up much more. That's just the way it needs to be. Yeah, they were a poorly coached offense. Yeah. So if you coached offense, you take some of the blame. I don't know how much of it. I don't know how to exactly divvy up the blame pie. But if you coached offense for the New England Patriots this year, you share part of the blame. And I would include everybody in that. Billy Yates, mm-hmm. Nick Cayley, uh, Sirianni. I mean, um, not Sirianni. What's the running backs coach? Uh, Shane Spikeman. No. I like him. I like Shane Spikeman. I think Sanceri. he's a rising star. Vinny Sanceri. Uh, Vinny um, but yeah, they all deserve some blame because it was, you know, poor across the board from start to finish for the most part. Now, the flip side, I think, I personally believe Bill Belichick's son, Steve, gets credit. I think Tony Romo gives him credit. I think Bill Belichick gives him credit. Just like I think there are a lot mm-hmm. of people that credit. We give, him cre- we give him credit here on the uh, here absolutely. On the six rings. I think he's job. called. I think he's done a great job calling plays. I think he's yep. done a great job picking pressures and when mm-hmm. to scheme up some rush and when to go with the four man rush. And I think everybody on that side of the ball deserves credit because I think they were grossly undermanned in the back end at cornerback this year, and they were able to be a good enough defense. Do I think they benefited from the schedule and the opposing quarterbacks? Absolutely. But the reality is they played the games in front of them and they took care of their business. So I give Steve credit. I give Gerard credit because from what I've heard, Gerard is an equal shareholder in the game plan and in the week. And Steve is calling plays defensively off of a sheet that was prepped during the week with Bill Belichick and Gerard Mayo helping him prep it all week long. So there is credit to be divvied up there. Gerard gets some. Steve gets some. And to Stephen Fall River, Danny and Quincy, and the concern or inquiry of others, how do we know Gerard Mayo is such a good coach, or how do we know he's going to be such a good coach, and I believe he will be the next head coach of the Patriots? You have to just trust all from Robert Kraft to Bill Belichick to Steve Belichick to all the players that all keep telling you the same thing. He's one of the sharpest football minds they've been around, and from the minute that they drafted him, they said, this guy's going to be a coach one day. They don't say that about everybody in the league. They said that about Vrabel. Guess what? They were right. They've said that it's about Mayo. I think they're going to be right. You sometimes just have to trust the people that have been around the game longer than we have and sure as hell know a lot more. Back to the phones we go. Andy, Jesse is in New Bedford down uh, in your nape of the woods, neck of the way. What brings you here? Jesse, how are you? Hey, how you doing, guys? What's up? What's good, man? Hey, what's going, uh, what's going on? Uh, I'm going to piggyback a little bit what you guys just said. I, I pretty much this is what the Patriots need to do. First, 
They, I'm pretty sure they're going to get Bill O'Brien. Great move. Uh, we're going to definitely move in the right direction, but we need to, on the offensive line, we need to sign one and draft one, Orlando Brown. He's going to cost a lot of money, but that's one position where Bill likes to spend is O-line, draft somebody, and then you guys are talking about slot receiver. There's a free, there's not too many wide receivers, but there's one that nobody's talking about, and his name is Miko Hardman from the Chiefs. He was hurt all year. I'm looking at the spot track now. It looks like we can get him for around 10, 11 mil a year. That's pretty much what we paid Nelson Aguilar. And I think he would be a great slot receiver. You, you pair him with, and I like the Marcus Jones idea, so get him on offense somehow with Taekwon Thornton, Ramondre, and Pierre Strong. Now you're talking about burners. That's, that's a fast offense. And then we just need a, same thing with the defense. Sign, sign maybe Jesse Bates or uh, Gardner Johnson on the Eagles since McCourty might uh, retire. At safety, maybe draft a corner in the draft, and we're off and running. I think Mac is going to surprise a lot of people this year. Just get him a couple weapons, get him a, a good OC, which it looks like we're going to do. And I think we're going to, I think we're going to make the playoffs, and hopefully we can win a win the wild card round. And then who knows? All right, Jesse, thanks very much for the phone call, Andy. Your thoughts on Jesse's offseason plan? Um, certainly, you'd be a fast offense. Mm-hmm. With what he had now, the one name that was missing was Jacoby Myers. It sounds like he's moving on from Jacoby Myers and spending yeah, is everyone, that money. Is everyone just out on is everyone just out on Kobe now because they think he's going to price himself out? When it seems like he has said that he would like to stick around. I don't know how much of a hometown discount he'd give, but yeah, I'm not out on him. I would like to bring him back, and I sort of said you paid him four million this year. You paid. Aguilar 10 and change so you spent 14 million on those guys got nothing out of Aguilar so I'd be willing to give him 12 million a year something in that range uh, I'd overpay for Jacoby Myers I have decided over that. you would overpay yep. for him wow okay because I've, I've I'm a guy that likes to overpay for the right guy like your guy who wants to be here who's done and said all the right things who gave you everything he had when he didn't necessarily know if it was going to pay off as an undrafted rookie and right on through the next four years. I just think sometimes it's okay to overpay for that guy in the NFL. And I think Myers is a guy, I know people are down on him because of the lateral in Las Vegas and the whole thing, but I don't know. I think you're a better, let me, let me phrase it this way. I think you're a better organization with Jacoby Myers around moving forward. I do. I think he's a good guy, and we're going to be talking about a lot. He brought up, the caller brought up, Jesse, that McCourty could be gone and Slater could be gone. I think you're better having Jacoby Myers in the locker room, on the field, on the practice field, at the podium. I'd overpay a little, I think. He's going to get what people perceive to be wide receiver one money, but uh, it's not. Wide receiver one money in the NFL now is $25 million a right. season. Devontae Adams, A.J. Brown. Uh, and those are uh, wide receiver ones. Yeah, these are these are legitimate right? wide receiver ones. Devontae Smith one day is going to get a paycheck. It's going to be a couple years down the road, which is why it's great to have him as one of the best wide receiver twos in the NFL. That's what makes the Philadelphia offense work. The Patriots aren't going to be paying anyone $25 million a season unless Andy gets his dream and they trade for T. Higgins. As fun as that would be, I still don't think it's going to happen. Oh, everybody's got to be a party pooper on my little parade around here. But Jacoby, but Jacoby Myers being your... That's the thing, like... He'll be the wide receiver you would spend the most on, but you can't now all of a sudden alter expectations to Jacoby Myers being like Debo Samuel, who's also getting $25 million a seat. He's just not that player. 
is he? But it's okay. But getting, you know, 1,000 yards, five touchdowns, and 85 receptions a year. In the modern NFL, that gets you $10 million or more a season. Yeah, and he's better than Aguilar. We don't know what Tyquan Thornton is, as much as Jesse's excited about speed Mm -hmm. and Mecole Hardman and all that. Pierre Strong, I don't don't want Mecole Hardman. I don't love the idea. Like, I think he's been sort of an underachiever. He was supposed to Mm -hmm. be the replacement for Tyreek Hill along the way there and, like, kind of be the next big thing, and it's never really panned out for him. Mm -mm. Um, And I wouldn't want to pay him. Are you going to have to pay him the $11 million or whatever? I feel like then I'm going to be disappointed. So um, He's just going to be an Aguilar part two if you pay Mecole Harbin the same amount of money. At least that's how I feel. Yeah, I'm not not really in love with that. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna inv- overpay a guy at that sort of price point, then it that's that's Jacoby Myers, and then I need to find who I'm gonna pay w- real wide receiver money to moving forward. Whoever that guy is, May- hell, dream scenario, I'll be Mister Positivity Optimism out the bunghole. Maybe it's Tyquan Thornton in a couple of years. Maybe he has a breakout second season, and you're like, oh, my God, this guy's a playmaker. He's stretching the field. He's doing all this. And maybe you just say, okay, that's going to be the guy we're going to have to pay in a couple of years. My other dream scenario, as you said, you rained on it, is T. Higgins. Trade for a T. Higgins type. But I'm not looking to spend $10-plus million a year on Mecole Hardman. I don't. That doesn't seem like a good well, part let's of hope that uh, Tyquan Thornton breaks out as opposed to breaks his clavicle. Oh, see, see, see? <laughs> I knew the negativity. It's always negative with Fitzy. I try to be positive. I maintain positivity and optimism. Pro Patriots, Andy, and then Fitzy reigns on the parade. It's continuous, and I'm sick of it. One place we know the Patriots are spending a lot of money is on the tight ends next year, especially with all that money Jonu Smith, Janu, is owed. He'll definitely be on the roster because that's way too much dead cap for the Patriots to eat this season. And our pal Paul and Quincy would like to talk about the tight ends and how they may be best deployed this year if somebody returns. Hello, Paul. Yes, hi. Yeah, um, Bill O'Brien, if he comes here, is a tight end type of guy. When they, you know, they, they brought in Aaron Hernandez. I hate to mention his name. He had a good two tight end set. Now, you can make a case that one of the best offensive weapons on this team is Hunter Henry. They didn't target him a lot this year. I think you'll see a lot of, uh, you know, uh, the tight end used a lot. Bill Bryan likes tight ends. I think it's a great weapon. You know, outside of the Randy Moss era, this was a tight end slot receiver-driven offense. And, you know, you've got Hunter Henry here. You have John o. Smith. Maybe you can bring in a third. But I think you'll see Hunter Henry used a lot more because – Bill O'Brien likes that. He likes that big tight end type guy. They're a hard target to bring down. And Hunter Henry's a good football player, and Matt Patricia didn't use him. And they should have used him. You know, he's a big target. I think you'll see, uh, you know, a lot of two tight end sets and a lot of, uh, I think you'll see Hunter Henry used a lot more this year. I do. If he comes in. That's excellent. Thank you very much for the call, Paul. I wonder, Andy, if that was, you know, Bill O'Brien weighed in on the Patriots drafting Aaron Hernandez and Rob Gronkowski and the Boston TE party being born, or if that was more like, was that a purposeful phase shift to that two tight end offense? What was the, the 11 personnel that everyone always gets drunk on around here? Uh, 12 personnel. 12 personnel. Excuse me. Thank you very much. Um, the 12 personnel uh, that gets bandied about so much, but I, I don't I don't remember in Bill O'Brien's time elsewhere thinking like wow look at the way he's deploying the tight ends or at Alabama like wow look at that two tight end offense coming back to SEC football like I think that was more just he had this incredible talent and they found a way to utilize them and thus that offense was born and that's why they moved on from Randy Moss and that's why they kind of changed things it was more based around the talent they had not Bill O'Brien's style if you know what I mean yeah no I I think that's a a Bill Belichick thing he's 
for much of his Patriots tenure, wanted two tight ends. There was that little hiccup there with the Ryan Izzo error and those guys. But oh, come on. Post, it you, is what it is. It was post-drunk. We can't be harsh on the man. Like they were The way Izzo got treated, they were taking like a 2003 Honda Accord on the Autobahn and asking it to keep up with German motors. Come on, that's yeah, not going to happen. liked some contributions. Anyway, uh, but whether it was Graham... <laughs> And Watson, first-round picks early on, and then Gronk and Hernandez, or even most recently in free agency with Henry and Smith, Bill has never been uh, afraid to invest heavily in the tight end position, and you invest heavily in something when you believe in it and when you want it. So I think he was the foundation or the root of the two tight ends in New England, and you said it. you got great talents. you got Rob Gronkowski, maybe the greatest tight end of all time, or one of them, Aaron Hernandez, unique weapon, uh, on and off the field. Oh, don't do it, Andy. Oh, um, see, it's come what? On. What? Oh, low hanging fruit. Um, All right, you, but I do think Hunter Henry will probably see his role grow because I do think he should. He's good. I don't know how good he is, but he is one of their better offensive players. Correct. Second lowest target share of his career. Now, granted, he's only played in the NFL for seven years, but seven years is actually a pretty sizable well, career. It's a good career. Well, 50, uh, 17 games, 14 started, 59 targets, 41 receptions, 500 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, that's, I'm sorry, like, that's that's just not good enough for $12.5 million a year. But again, everybody gets a mulligan. We are forgiving and forgetting as we move on to the 2023 offense. That is, it, we're all sitting in the chair in goodwill hunting. Hanta, it is not your fault. We give him, we give him a mulligan, even Jonu Smith. And think of this as we grab one more call and then head to break Andy. Imagine if Bill O'Brien does get the job as offensive coordinator and suddenly he's able to get something out of Jonu Smith. What if Jonu Smith turns into a semi-relevant member, a a reasonable contributor to next year's offense under Bill O'Brien? He would be a flipping legend around here. And what if Bill O'Brien decides instead of joining Bill on the eight rings over in Nantucket, he's actually just going to walk over to Nantucket from the Cape this year. I mean, we can pretend, but, I mean, the guy's not a god. He's not uh, the second coming. He's got limits, and I think the limits will be pushed by trying to make John U. Smith a uh, $12 million player. Chris in Maine talking Pat's offseason. What's up, buddy? New gentlemen. First of all, let me just say uh, I enjoy you guys. I think you guys do a good job together. So, for the Patriots... Uh, Mac Jones, I, I like Mac Jones. I don't love Mac Jones. His lack of arm strength scares me. I think the big games down the stretch are often played in inclement weather. You need more arm strength than what he has. So this is what I do. You take Mac Jones. You trade him to Josh McDaniels and the Raiders for the number seven pick. You take C.J. Stroud. And then with the Patriots pick, you get either a lineman or a stud receiver. What do you guys think? I think Josh McDaniels would be fired immediately if he traded the seventh pick for Mac Jones. What, like, let's let's say Andy and I. I've wanted to get to this for a little bit, but we've had so many quality callers or just callers. Many we've had callers. Quality. We've had callers. Um, people to speak to, you know, on the phone. Yeah. Uh, what? It, like, let's just. Say, I still don't think it's going to happen. If anyone's going to take over under center, since obviously Derek Carr is Gonzo in Vegas, I think it's going to be. Bra- I think it's going to be Brady. We can get to this next break, but I, what would you give up for Mac Jones? What is anyone going to give up for a distress, a partially distressed asset like Mac Jones right now? Uh, a second round pick, or maybe a conditional second round pick, like a, a two that turns into a one, depending on playing time and statistics. 
or maybe a three that turns into a two. Depending oh, on the Carson Wentz. I don't think you're getting a first round pick. For God's sakes. Carson Wentz was a, a franchise MVP, quarterback. Yeah. Like, and an MVP candidate in 2017. Mac was a borderline, I like to throw it out there, but pro bowler. Eh, not really, kind of. Um, impressive, went to the playoffs, could have gone to the playoffs the second year, but the reason you'd be trading Mac Jones, the other teams have eyes too. Now, maybe you can sucker somebody or snooker somebody, and maybe Josh love ya, like he told him as they were leaving the field and uh, after the Raiders-Patriots game this year, but I don't think that Mark Davis would allow Josh to trade the seventh pick in the draft for Mac Jones. I think there's a better chance that they themselves are looking for a third quarterback who slips out of the top five uh, with that pick and maybe getting their franchise guy to move forward with. So it'd be nice. I'd be happy to trade Mac Jones for the seventh pick. So the Patriots now pick seventh and 14th. Sign me up. No chance. Don't forget this football postseason. It's winner go home, and Boston Sports Original has all the news, all the takes, and all the games because our coverage of the NFL playoffs is sponsored by Wise Snacks. Go to wisegameday.com for your chance to win one of 100 authentic pro football jerseys. 617-779-7937. There's your number for two-way sports talk action and for you to weigh in on the Patriots quarterback of the future, off-season moves, the offensive coordinator, and so much more. It's Fitzy and Hart here, hour number three of WEI Football Sunday. We are the guys, and we're going to give you more. That's right. <laughs> I always love the generic rejoins. And now, people to talk sports on our radio station. Where are the guys, actually? Yep, we're Sad. the guys. That's we are those who guys. We are. <laughs> I know. And if you've been listening, if you're a P1 at the station, if you're a fan of WEI, thanks very much for listening. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, on all the socials at WEI, on Twitter at WEI Sports. Of course, you can follow us and watch during the week on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Boston WEI. If you are a regular listener, you'd know that uh, Fitzy and Hart, we have filled in on every single time slot here. You can hear us uh, each twice a week on the Rich Keefe Show. We're on the weekends. We do fill-ins this week, for example. We'll be on Wednesday through Friday on the 2 to 6 afternoon program, known now as Arcand and Mego, to be rebranded in just eight days' time as Jones and Mego, as the Dark Knight himself, Adam Jones, joins the WEEI pirate ship. You're not going to want to miss his debut Monday January 30th from 2 to 6 p.m. But Fitzy and Hart will be with you Wednesday through Friday, yeah. tidying the afternoon up until Adam Jones takes over. That's we what we do. It. Do you feel like that's what we do, Andy? Like when it's time to make a switch to another show, it's like, ah, have send Fitzy and Hart in on mop-up duty. They'll figure oh, it out. absolutely. We are flex seal. We are flex tape. We are flex seal. We're the whole damn flex line. But I was thinking maybe, remember that old show we should call... The uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday afternoon program, since the voice man likes to call us the guys. How about two guys, the girl, in a radio show? Two guys, a gal, in a radio show. <laughs> radio show. Remember the old show? Two, two guys. Was, a that girl was the debut of Ryan Reynolds. Two guys, a girl, in a pizza shop, based on Tufts University. Get out of here! Yeah, it was one of the pizza shops by Tufts on uh, was that Medford Ave there? It's Boston Ave, Medford Ave. Well, how do you like? I had no idea. Uh, oh, oh, I got another nugget. I got another Tufts related Andy's nugget. N- I had no idea we had Andy's Nuggets as a new segment on the show, but I'm here for yeah. it. Yeah, my wife let me uh, use them for the Sunday. She'll have them back by the evening. Uh, my latest <laughs> nugget about Tufts University is guess whose son has committed to play baseball for the Tufts University Jumbos for the next four years? Uh, guess whose son has committed to play baseball for the Tufts University Jumbos for the next four years? Um, yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> uh, cr- uh, Chris Martin. Nope. 
One, I don't know if he has a son. Billy O'Brien. His son, Michael O'Brien, will be playing baseball in Medford for the next four years. You think the guy might want to watch his son play baseball, and if he wants to watch oh. his son play baseball, he probably should coach the Patriots. Breaking news, Andy Hart with the nugget of the day. You can all but guarantee Bill O'Brien will be calling plays in Foxborough. His son is going to Tufts and will be playing baseball for the Jumbos. One will be playing for the Jumbos, the other coaching them. I'm Hack Hackman here with sports. Damn right. Wow. How about I didn't know that. When did that come through? Uh, well, I told Rich Keefe the other night he was not as impressed as you were. No, well, I impress easily. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but yes, no, it's a little nugget. Somebody kind of whispered to me and not that it that's means anything, one. but you never know. And, uh, you know, maybe the family, there's been much talk of how they want to move back to the area and live up here and maybe put their roots down. And maybe their son chose his school thinking that his parents would be able to come watch him play Division three baseball in the NESCAC. Just saying. You may just be thinking the same way. Good on you. Um, Andy, I got a couple questions for you here as we talk uh, potential. Eh, we still all think that Mac Jones are more than likely. It's more probable than not to use familiar, if not triggering language around Pat's nation, that Mac Jones will be QB1 this fall for the Patriots. Wait, but you told me on Six Rings and passionate mm-hmm. Six Rings listeners, mm-hmm. no, you said Mac Jones has played his last game as a New England Patriot. I didn't say it with such certainty or clarity. I said I think there's a very good chance he gets no, moved I, on from. I didn't I say think he's I'm going to go back and Lock listen. It in. I did. I'm going to go back and listen. It is on the record on the podcast. It is out there. It is easy to find. And I know our listeners agree with me. You said he was done here. You flipping fraud. Absolutely not. Go find the tape. I, I dare you. You go, go find the, the tape. You get I'm not it. finding anything. I'm lazy. It's Sunday. Doing a radio show. I know, it's the Lord's football. Day, and it's divisional round not part two, and we're doing a 19-hour radio right. show. On the seventh day, he rested my ass. I'm busy. <laughs> Someone get us a raise. Apparently, or Ken Laird didn't believe in the Bible. No. Oh, Ken, no. Uh, oh, he's a, a, a devout Satanist. Everyone knows that about <laughs> our boss. <laughs> the evil he perpetrates on this Love place. you, Ken. Mean it. <laughs> Sure you do. All right, so Andy, let's let's play a couple. Let's do a little QBOC, uh, lazy Susan, if you will. Let's just sort of go around and uh, answer some of these questions. If it's not Mac Jones, which quarterback would you most want under center? Lamar Jackson, yes. Tom Brady, no. Or Aaron Rodgers? Would you welcome AA Ron for the right price under center? In nope. New England, and how do you think that would work? Because, you know, Shefty has kick, uh, kind of kicked around the idea that uh, maybe Aaron has played his last game in Green Bay. Would the two grumpiest people in the NFL work well together? No. Because I, I, over the years, people often said, imagine what Bill would have won with Aaron Rodgers. He's even more talented. No, they would have broken up in, like, year four because Aaron Rodgers is a dink, and as you said, they're the two grumpiest men in the NFL. Um, I want no part of Aaron Rodgers. I just He doesn't seem fun to watch and like and root for. Um, and the opposite end of that is, I think Lamar Jackson is very fun and likable and easy to root for. Uh, so I would in the, that trifecta you just offered, mm-hmm. I think by far it's it's not even close. It's Lamar Jackson. Give him his quarter of a billion dollars and watch him run around, make plays, and have fun. But he, you know it's going to cost. But it's not just the two hundred fifty million dollars. If the Patriots were willing to pay that kind of money, the twenty seventh team, and you know cash spending cash the last spending. three years. The the draft it's the draft picks. And you didn't I, say and this I, was real. You just oh whoa 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 whoa. I just can't see them spending that. 
You just gave me a menu. You didn't say, like, really right. who's going to be picked. You said okay. if Mac Jones Fine. is out, you gave me three, pick one. I picked one. I didn't say it was easy. I didn't say it was likely. I said it was fun. I said it was one that I would want. Jeez. Okay. All right. Well, you You're busted fine. my cojones. All right. I shouldn't play a game. I shouldn't play a game where I say, what do you want for dinner? And then you say, like, right now I would most want a tomahawk ribeye. And I say, like, well, you know, obviously we can't afford that. Like, this is the, this is the, you know, just the what if. We're, we're, we're wish listing yeah. the offseason right now. Fine. Yes. It's a so wish list. you go with and, Lamar. Yeah. Because Brady, I said, is sad. I don't think there's any chance of it. I don't think the talent around him is good. I mean, he's leaving Tampa where they had some line issues. They couldn't run the ball. But some. he had great weapons. Now, like, he doesn't have great weapons here. We're not sure how good the line's going to be because there'll be some need to fix that on the fly. I just, it makes no sense to me, and I, it's it's sad. I keep likening it to when WWE doesn't have, like, any good ideas for a pay-per-view. It's like, hey, is Stone Cold Steve around? I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin around? Or how about Hogan? Like, you just bring back a name to try to, you know, confuse people and get a little interest, even though they're like, wait, this isn't really all that good. It's not that entertaining, so... I wouldn't want Brady, and I don't like Aaron Rodgers, so Lamar Jackson is fun. Give me Lamar Jackson. Who would you take? Uh, you know my answer. I'll take back Tom Brady in a heartbeat. Oh, gross. He's such a sad, such a sad fan. Gross. So, uh, just, I know. Gross. It's disgusting. Even even I feel bad about it. Even it's, I can't help it. Will he bring his girlfriend who's not his girlfriend? <laughs> Andy, it, you almost got us thrown off this podcasting platform this week with the way you spoke about that young lady. I think she likes it. I, I mean, I mean, I think she likes the attention. You don't say with the way that she carries herself on her Instagram. You think that she yeah. doesn't enjoy what? I, listen, if I Did were you built see that her way, this morning I would too, and I'll just Did say you see that. her this. She was uh, rollerblading this morning. Put it on her story, and the angle is um, the angle's interesting. I enjoy the angle she shot it from. I'm just gonna say that. All right, good. So the the line forms outside 83 Leo M. Birmingham Parkway. You can bring your own protest signs, pitchforks, and torches. <laughs> I'm giving her Our the attention she so desire, desires. Uh, Ethan, if you could just bring a clipboard and make notes of all the names of the people protesting Andy at the front uh, when they arrive, that would be terrific. I got you guys. Thank you very much. Uh, i got a couple more questions I want to ask you about quarterbacks and coordinators, destinations, and more when we get to the other side. Plus, we'll start to preview the games coming up. We're just two hours away from Bengals at Bills, and then, of course, 6.30 tonight, Cowboys at 49ers. You can hear both games here on WEEI. Our own Kyrie Thompson joins us at 1.20. Primetime, shime time at 2 p.m. with the best bets of the day. It's all coming up here on the fourth and fourth and a half hour of WEEI. Nailed it. But- <laughs> All right, go to commercial. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.